Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tavach, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is in schus, a memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Yosef Pinchas HaKoyen Katz Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Yael HaKoyen Khan Olav HaShalom, and it is in schus and merit of Zev Yecheskel and Risha Katz, Le'edich Yamim V'Shonim Tevis, for many long, healthy years. So we began Chapter 4, Pedig Dalit of Tanya, and a very progressive and structured manner the Alter Rebbe is laying out the very anatomy and structure of the Nefesh Alekis, the Divine Soul. In Chapter 2, he spoke about its very identity being a divine element, Chelik Alekam Mal Mamish, with all the details. In Chapter 3, the faculties of the Divine Soul, the Kreches of the Nefesh Alekis, Meichen and Midas, and being that it's a divine soul, so its mind and its emotions are completely immersed in divine elements of understanding the divine and contemplating on it, and in turn giving birth to divine emotions, love, awe, reverence, glorification, beautification of the divine, as explained in chapter 3. And now in chapter 4, to complete the picture, it's not just the divine identity of the soul and its divine faculties, but also in its very manifestation and expression, which means the levushim, as the Alter Rebbe calls it, the garments. And they're called garments, as we explained, because on one hand, they're not the very essence of the person, for example, faculties, like the limbs of the body are a very big part of the soul. Garments are outward expressions, thought, speech, and action, and like garments hanging in your closet, your clothing, they are themselves empty. They need something to fill them with. On the other hand, without garments, you don't have expression. If you only had the faculties of the mind and the emotions and you didn't have thought, speech, or action, then the mind would be ideas in your brain, but you could also be asleep and not thinking about them. Thought is expression of your mind to yourself. Dibur, speech, is expression to others. Or even speaking, when you speak Vedabartabam, words of Tehri, but they're expressed in words, in actual words, tangible words. And then finally, action is building something, some form of expression through action. So if you, if you just had the faculties, yes, you can have a mind and emotions that are divine, but they need Levushim to be expressive. Because even contemplating, when you say contemplating on godliness, or feeling the divine, feeling love toward God, we're not just talking how it's dormant within the faculties, their potential to be so. It's like saying a person has the ability to throw a stone. Just use a simple example, or to write something, or to walk somewhere. So yes, your legs have the ability to walk. Your arm has the ability to write or to throw something. But unless you're doing it, it's just a koyach. You could basically call it a faculty in its potential state. It's there. But if you're not actually doing, actually doing either means through thinking about it, you're consciously thinking 
about one of the millions of ideas in your mind, or you're speaking about it, or you're acting on it, you're doing something. So in truth is, if you really think about it, even though he didn't use the word Levushim in chapter 3, the first point to make in chapter 4 is that 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 which he spoke about in chapter 3, for the divine soul to even manifest in a deliberate and focused contemplation, his bonus and godliness, is already mean that you're using your machshava. If you're talking about implementing, giving birth to an emotion called love, or reverence, and awe, ava and yira, so we're not just talking about that the neshama has a fundamental love for God, but it's a conscious one, a deliberate one, that means that you're using your faculties, whether it's machshava, dibur, or maisa. All the different ways that we're going to discuss in detail now in chapter 4. So the first thing that chapter 4 adds is that the nefesh alikis and its faculties essentially require these levushim. So he doesn't use that expression require because it's obvious, but it's part of the whole manifestation of the divine soul manifesting in this world. We're not just talking about the nefesh alikis as an idea, we're talking about how does it experience things. So being that it's everything we learned in chapter 2, that's why its faculties are divine in its meichin and midas. And how does that manifest? That's through garments. That's through the levushim. So in the words of the Alter Rebbe, just to go over what we learned last week. Take away this it's always best. We want to understand something. What if it didn't have it? God forbid then you don't have any implementation, not, your, not thought, not speech, or not action. Yeah, you have a soul, a divine soul, and has faculties, but they could all be dormant. They could all be inactive. So, and what does that mean? Because we're talking about the nefesh of the kiss now. We're not just talking about the neutral garments that could, as we're going to learn later, could be used by the nefesh abamis. It too can control a person's garments when a person thinks or speaks or does things that are not, that are egocentric, not God-centric, which is what, what personifies the animal soul. But we're not there right now. Right? We're talking about the nefesh alikis. Nefesh alikis is levushim. Like he says clearly, yesh nefesh alikis, shleish levushim. Machshav dibramaisa means that they're manifesting, not just in concept that the nefesh alikis has divine faculties, but an actualization, shel tayag mitzvah that the Machshavah Dibar are thought, speech, and action of the Tayyam Mitzvah which require these garments. Now, of course, the garments alone, without the faculties, are, are empty. But with, with the faculties, with the garments, that really brings alive the Divine Soul in its full glory. And then he spells out, When a person performs an action, all the actionable mitzvahs, which are the the rave, the majority of mitzvahs. Ubedibur in speech, who Asik, the Pirush called Tayag mitzvahs He's Asik in interpreting and saying with the Bartabom, speaking about all the 613 mitzvahs and their halachas. Essentially, it's like learning with speech, with, with words. Ubemachshove and his thought, which in effect, essentially, you can't speak if you're not thinking, but machshove, who masik, kol masha efshele lahasik bepardesatera. He comprehends, he understands everything one can understand in Teira. He immerses his thought 
in whatever he can grasp in Teda, but Padis and Pshat Remes Drusad of Teda, the four different dimensions of Teda. So when he does that, what happens? Like he said right at the beginning of the chapter, Hare Klolis Tayag Evri Nafshei Muluboshim Betayag Mitzvah Satayim Muluboshim. Without that, there's no if no Luboshim, then the Tayag Mitzvah the Tayag Evri Nafshei remain Evri Nafshei. Six hundred and thirteen components of your soul, fine. But for them to actualize and express their divinity is when they're Muluboshim Betayag Mitzvah Satayim, which is only through a Lavush. They have to manifest in something. Now, in Inyan, you could say, can a, in a Shama without Levushim, just for argument's sake, in, in heaven, in its root, can it exist without Levushim? Well, first of all, in Gan Eden, the Shamas learn Teda. So they're also actualizing it in some way. Machshava, Dibur, there may not be Maisa above, because you can't do a mitzvah in, El, in, uh, in Gan Eden or in Elam Haba. Mitzvah Sadafka in this world. But but the mitzvahs of Dibur Machshav, you could say, are there. But if you go all the way to the root of Neshamas in their deepest place, yeah, you could argue that a Neshamas is just a divine entity. Before Yorda, before it descended and came part of reality of Neshamas and Nesata B'Tahedi, Ata Barosa, Ata Yitzarta, Ata Nefachta, Ata Mesharma B'Kirbi. But we know the whole purpose is Tachlis HaKavoneh, is Tshuva Maisim Tevim Be'elam Haza, as we're going to learn later in this chapter, that you have to do this in this world. And for this world to manifest in the Shem, it's not just good enough as the Shem is sitting and, and asleep or sitting in, a, in its environment and not doing anything. It has to think, speak, and express and do, act godly. The story with the Rebbe, there was a chassid he had, who was a brilliant man. And the Rebbe said to him, why aren't you using your brilliance? He says, Rebbe, you know that I have the capacity to be a gone, to be a great scholar. So the Alter Rebbe said to him, just like a ganif, interesting example, just like a thief, is not someone who could steal, but someone who steals. Now, a person who could steal, doesn't, there's no, there's no avera. everybody could steal. But a thief is called someone who does steal, not just who could steal, so to a gon, a scholar is someone who, could, who learns, not just could, who could learn, but who, someone who actually learns. So it's a simple statement, actualization. Sometimes we get caught up. I'm able to do it, but that's not the kavon. The kavon is to do it. In this case, do means thought, speech, and action. So bottom line is, that when, so this is the Nalta Rebbe says, That's where we reached it last week. It's critical to understand that we're dealing here, basically the dynamics is the soul itself, its faculties, and the expression of its faculties. Being that we're talking about the divine soul, all of these are divine. But where does it really come to life is in this last step. Because without the thought, speech, and action, you don't have the muluboshim, that the tayag evri nafshe, as divine as they may be, are not mulubish but tayag mitzvahs, because you need machshav adibar maisa to achieve that. But now the Alter Rebbe is going to spell out specifically, to specifically in detail, he's going to spell out <clears throat> what does this mean, this total immersion of the Neshama and, its, and all its faculties through these Levushim. The Rebbe actually uh, comments that the word Hariklolus Tayag Evri Nafshe should perhaps read Haribichlolus, because then it's consistent with the next word that we're going to read now, Uba Protis. 
So, in other words, Hari Bechlolis Tayagev and Nushmula Boshim. And what is it? How does it break down? The Alter Rebbe is not going to spell how it breaks down. Because here he just said that when a person does, Adam Akaim, call Mitzvah Smaisis, Ubudiburu Esik, Bapirish, call Tayag Mitzvah. He's talking in general. He didn't break it down specifically, but Alter Rebbe is now going to give an example of how it breaks down specifically. So then it would make sense. Hari Bechlolis Tayagev and Nushmula Boshim, but Tayag Mitzvah in general. Ubudiburu how does it break down the specifics? We're going to read right now. One more point before I continue. It's interesting, he uses the word call several times. He says, He doesn't say mitzvah mitzvah, call mitzvah mitzvah. And what's the call? Because we're talking about that the divine soul is completely consumed, completely engulfed. In divine experience. So it's divine nature, chapter two, it's divine faculties of chapter three are completely engulfed in thought, speech, and action, but through of the Tayagmitsu Satera. So the word call. Take away call, then there's still a piece that's not completely expressing itself in the divine. So fine. Now we continue inside. Ubepratis, he says now, Ubepratus. More specifically, we're going to describe what we just said in general terms. We said the Tayag Evri Nefesh, but there's Tayag is 613. So now he's going to break it down to what, going back to chapter 3 into the two categories. Remember, the main categories of Keiches Nefesh is the Sholosh Imes, the three mothers, the three mothers, which is Chochma Bin Adas, and the Shevak Fulis, the seven doubles, which are the seven emotions. There we discussed that the Moichin is the contemplation on the divine. Amamalakalam, Sevav Kalam, Kula Kamei, Kalochashiv, how God fills existence, how God transcends existence, how everything is nullified before him. And that gives birth to emotions through Das, which is Skasus, the binding, the intimacy that you personally intimate with this contemplation, not just as an abstract idea. God gives birth to emotions. The primary ones that the primary ones he described was love. And reverence, in the order of Yira b'Moyach, then Pachad b'Lev, and then Ava Kedish b'Eish, a consuming fiery love and passion. So now he's going to spell out how this Moichin and Midas manifest in Machshava Dibur So that's what we're going to describe right now. Udebaprotis. Which faculties are manifest in which of the three garments? So it begins. Ubaprotus. Bechinus chachma bin adas, bechinus chabad, which is chachma bin adas shebenafshe, muluboshes bahasogus hatere. So chabad, which of course is mind, which garment does it use to express itself? Remember, the mind without, the, without thought, without machshove, it's just a mind, as I said, you could not be, I mean, it's impossible not to be thinking about anything. But all the ideas in your mind are not conscious thoughts. You could be asleep. So even though your mind, Meshitetus Tomit, is always turning, is always moving, but for the mind, the faculty called Chabad, what Levush does it use primarily, or even exclusively? Machshave. So the first thing is that the, your soul's Chochme, Bina, and Das, 
the Chochmah Binu Dasha Benafshe Melubwashes in which Levush, in the Levush, the, through the garment of Machshava, in grasping, Shumasik Bepshat Remez Drusu Sod, Basogus Ateda, in grasping and understanding and, cont- and, and comprehending Teda, in what? Shumasik, which Masik Bepshat Remez Drusu Sod, that when a person uses their mind through the Levush, like he said, Mulabosh is Basogus Ateda. Because the mind could also be used for something else. You could be thinking about mathematics. You could be thinking about neutral matters. You could also be thinking about other things, which we'll talk about later when we get to the animal soul. But by a nefeshalikis, what practically speaking, what is the mind, what, how does it express itself in its garment, through the garment of thought? And what are you doing with your thought? Shumasig, he's actually thinking right now. He's exercising his mind to comprehend Pshat, Bepshat, Remez, Drususod. In the four different dimensions of Teda, he repeats it a second time. He said it before in the general terms, Machshove, but now he's specifically speaking about learning Teda. But more than that, he's not just learning Teda, that he said also before, but using the Machshove to what? To concentrate and understand Teda in all the four dimensions of the literal, the allegorical, the homiletic, and the mystical or esoteric. And the Rebbe continues. Because since now we're talking about the active process of using thought, not just the general statement that he said, Bechlolos, he continues, Kefi Which means, he's exercising his mind to the full capacity of his intellect. means as much as you potentially are capable of. That which you're not capable of, you're not capable of. But your machshava, when you're sitting down now, and you, the mind, which as I said, is dormant. It's there. Your mind has full of ideas. And in the case of the divine soul, the mind is a divine mind. But now you're actively opening up a sefer or you're contemplating and concentrating and comprehending to the most of your, to the potential, to the capacity of your, of your abilities. To the capacity of your ability to, to understand. And then the Alta Rebbe adds, and the root of his nefesh above, the spiritual root of the soul. And why does Alta Rebbe add that? It's clear that he's not trying to say that we have to go and try to figure out this, and we we have to try to comprehend the root of our soul. What he's coming to explain is that each person has their own capacity, has their own ability. There's a story told that Izal was teaching Torah to his students. One of his students was the Alshech, Rabbi Moshe Alshech. And he, he snoozed off, he fell asleep during a certain part of the Rizal's teaching. That Rizal explained because the neshama of, of Rav Moshe, Al-Sheikh, is shaykh to Elam Hadrush, to the world of homiletics. And since what was being taught was not in that connection, so his neshama did not respond in a sense. His neshama fell asleep. What do we see from this? Like we say in, every day in Davening, what means Seychal Kenu? 
The whole Teda was given to everybody. But in Teda itself, every Neshama, like we learned in chapter 2, that the Neshamas branch off. And there are different types of Neshamas, and different levels. So Neshama, like we know that Teda is made up of Shishim Ribi Eisis Leteda, that's a Rosh Tevis Yisrael. Yes, Shishim Ribi Eisis Leteda. It's explained in Lukut Teteda and other places. Practically, there's no 600,000, but there's 600,000 Eisis HaMachshove, and when you, uh, with the vowels and so on, what does it correspond to? Because every Neshama of the 600,000 collective souls has a part in the Teda. So it has its connection. Some are connected to Drush, some to Pshat, some to the Remes, Drush Sot, or different uh, ways of uh, the breaking it down. So the Alter Rebbe is coming here to tell us that when you're using your Machshove, remember, we're not just talking the, the divine faculty called Chochmah Binadas, but it's manifesting through thought that every person, every person, and the fact is, which is why his Neshama is connected to his nefesh is connected to a particular part of the Teda. So we're not talking about understanding. You don't, we don't have to go delve what exactly is your Shadish. al Tareb is saying it more of a statement to tell us that Nefashas have different, different connections lamaila, to, the, to, to the Teda. And that's why when a person does delve into and study, he's actually studying according to his spiritual root whether he knows it or not what that root is, but that is what's giving him the ability to actually actualize his mind's understanding of Teda. So here you have the process of how the first levush, machshava, is being used to be, like he says, And the machshava is as much as you're capable of. So in other words, two people can be sitting and learning, both using their thought, which is their focused and conscious thinking about and, and, and actualizing their mind in the learning, but it's going to be different because this one, both of them have different yechelos asagose. One person maybe has a mind or a thought process that's superior to another. Say the word superior doesn't mean superior, it means different. And they have different So that's where machshava comes into play because it's different. Now the meichin of the chabad are also different. But they're not being actualized until they come to the thought process, which is what we're learning about now. So that covers Machshava and the Chabad Shebenafshe. So what we spoke about in chapter 3, Chabad, Machshava is its Levush. It's uh, appropriate or a primary Levush of expression. The fact is, as we're going to mention shortly, Teda also has spoken. But the main Chiddush here is the Teda is the mind, and it makes total sense, the mind uses thought. Now, let's talk about the Midas. The second part of the Nefesh Alekis is its Midas. The Sheva Kfules. The seven doubles, which are the seven Amidas. Ava Mira, which are the main ones we're discussing here. So now he continues. He says, V'han Midas. Shen Yira V'ava V'an Fein V'tel Deisein. The Midas, the emotions, which are here too, the same order like in chapter 3 that are the emotional powers of your soul, namely reverence and love, Yirva'ava, and he continues, Vanfeyim, their branches and derivatives, Desel Desein and their derivatives, which in Tanya, in chapter 3, when we learned, he also focused mostly on Yira and Ava. He mentioned also Tiferes, 
but he didn't go into Netzachet Yaseid and Malchus. Netzachet Yaseid, sometimes you can count Malchus, seven midas, so Malchus, yes, Malchus too. Because they are branches of Chesed Gvura Teferis. But the saying is more than branches. So the same means also derivatives. Because of the seven emotions in turn, or Yirav Av, I should say, in turn, not just branch into the others, but they also have offspring, so to speak. So he doesn't spell that out here, but he does mention both expressions, on fame Vesel the saying. <clears throat> so what, what do they manifest in? We talked Chabad Shebenefesh, that Meluboshes, that's the garment is, through understanding and concentrating and learning tailored to your, to your capacity. What about the Midas? So he says, Muluboshes, they manifest and are expressed in observing the Teda through our garments of action and speech. Remember, we're talking about the Nefesh Alekis again. It's the divine soul. So it's all about divine activity, divine speech, and divine action. So the Midas, he says, they express themselves in the, through the garments of action and speech. Now, you can ask the question, one second. First of all, midas are also machshava. You can also think thoughts of love, not just speak about it. So one of the explanations is that he's not going to Alter Rebbe to exhaustive detail of how everything, everything uses machshava, dibur, and maisen. Like I mentioned before, learning Torah is also a form of, of dibur. Midas is also machshava, but he's talking the main chidush, because he's not going into breaking it down in all the details. So Midas, what's the primary role of Midas? It's a relationship with another. When you think thoughts of love, that's beautiful. It's more than dormant love that's in your faculties that you're not even aware of. So at least it's manifest in the thought, in the garment that relates to you. But Midas' main focus is relationship. Loving another. Loving Hashem. Loving another. And that is through expression, through Dibur yeah, the levushim, what's called levusha nifrid, it's not just a garment where you express it to yourself, but you're also expressing it to another. So midas is primarily around dibur for that reason, even though there's machshava as well. It's not contradicting it. So he's really focusing on the main addition that he's adding here. And the addition is that the midas of yira, ve'ava, and their branches and derivatives, they are manifesting and engaging through the garments of action and speech. And here again, you can have love in your heart and not even aware of it. That's not the goal. The goal is to manifest it. And in the divine soul, it manifests through three garments. So Chabad Shebenefesh, through the Asoga of Teda, because that's very clear. Teda connects to a thought. And now Midas of Yira and Ava and all their branches, that is through the garments of action and speech. And then he gives an example. What's Al-Tareb adding with this? And there's no other ways of action and speech. There's davening, not Talmud Teda. They're speaking kind words to somebody. nachas and so on. But he uses Talmud Teda because he says Kulam. That in a way you can perhaps say that the highest and maybe superior use of your speech is when you're expressing and verbalizing the words in Teda, you speak in the study of Teda, because Teda is equal to all the commandments, like the Mishnah says in Peya. Shekeneged Kulam. 
So it could be the Alter Rebbe is giving an example. Remember, right before he spoke about Teda too, Hasoge. But now, he's talking about how it comes into Dibur and Maise. But of course, the question now is, love and awe, or reverence, or love and reverence, how does it manifest, and what does it have to do with Maise and Mitzvahs? You put on film, you keep Shabbos, you eat kashas. Why are you saying that Avavayira are expressed through that, through the through thought, and through speech and action? And that's what Alter Rebbe is going to address next. We stop here. Everyone have a good tavoch. Be well. Remember, tanyaapplied.com. You can listen to all these programs and also submit any questions. Be well. Call Tov. This has been My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.